And this is Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by many people, starting with hosts David the Apollo the Third. Hey, everybody. Kirsty Smurferica. Hola. And we put out an open call to patrons. We got a really good response. Oh, oh no. Solus, you're here too. Thank you. Wow. Love you, <laughs> Love you too. All right. Love you too. All Thank right. You. What's, What's up, up, Buttercup? <laughs> What's up, Buttercup? Yeah. And we, so the way this episode is going to go is we have Holly Mack is here. Hello. Um, host of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast, um, fantasy cartographer Anna Meyer. Hello. World renowned Freemason Stoic and um, Knight of the Cross, Michael Carpenter Cockroft may be here. Actually, a Freemason? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we actually discussed. So, um, speaking of things we've talked about in other episodes, today's topic is going to be year in review. We're going to talk about what's weird and wonderful in 2022. We're also going to like go into like the podcast and everyone's activities and stuff like that. But first, but first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, "What's Nerdy with You," where we talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks and we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. Challenge to patrons when you watch the video. Look for the cut when the recording kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That's I actually funny. recorded it, and I, I I took a clip of it and sent it to David. So at any time, we can use it. Did and, you really? Yeah, we have the clip saved. Oh, that's funny. I did send it to you, didn't I? Uh, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> oh well, I have it, but okay, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Uh, so, um, we, we do have to do the thing before what's nerdy with you now that I, I forgot. So, um, Anna, well, let's start with, yeah, Anna hasn't been on longer than Holly, I think. So Anna, um, tell the folks who don't, might not know who you are about yourself. Oh, I'm a fantasy cartographer. I'm from Sweden originally, moved to California 10 years ago and, and wanted to have something to do. So I took up my hobby of making fantasy maps and I've been mapping Greyhawk, Midgard for Cobalt Press and a bunch of others the past 10 years. And you've worked in books and video games. Yeah, a little and... bit. Yeah, I've done fantasy model novels and, 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 and some game related projects and stuff too. Yeah. And you're a content creator, podcaster, you you put yeah, some hats I'm on. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I'm on various Twitch shows and 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 stuff like that, discussing tabletop role playing games and primarily Greyhawk, primarily, and then some other role playing game stuff and so on. Yeah. Awesome. And Holly. Yes, <laughs> I am one fifth of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast, and oh, what a year it's been. <laughs> I always wonder who the ish is. The ish is for when it the. My other co-host can't make it, so that's where the ish comes from. And it's we, also a nod to the five-ish Doctors reboot during the 50th anniversary for Doctor Who. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, we, we, we totally know about the issue of roaming hosts that do and don't show up. <laughs> what? You don't say. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> 
look, when are we finally going to uh when are we finally going to admit that we sent Mikey on a mission and we just we lost track and don't know where he is? <laughs> I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Anna, Holly, and then hosts. So Anna, what's been nerdy with you in the last two weeks? Wow, I have two things and 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 I might we'll see if this one one is uh, I've I've been I've been IT nerdy and I'll be tabletop role playing game nerdy and 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 both of them have been really good lately. I bought a new computer um, a little couple of weeks ago, and <clears throat> that was I spent five and a half thousand dollars, and that doesn't include the graphics card. So nice. I have a new, new really, well, really cool be. rig. Yeah, yeah, really cool twenty-four core rig uh, that is basically decked out to 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 maximum <clears throat> specs possible. So yeah, let's say mine is probably mine was probably like a like close to five thousand, but that includes the graphics card. So you yeah. got me beat. Mm-hmm. Damn, I got card? a bargain. Mine was only the, like three grand. Yeah, I had the graphics card already. That was okay. So I'm going oh, to wait okay. until the graphics card market gets even better in in a few months, and then upgrade that too. Do you? Oh, you don't. You don't want to spend two grand on a forty ninety? No, Do not you? right now. Jesus well, Christ! I want to spend so probably even more than that, but I want to spend it on something even better. Hopefully. Do, do you still yeah. stick with Nvidia Sly? Uh, no, I have a I have a thirty eighty Ti in there. So okay. so so I'm I'm going to live with that for another six months or something like that. I'm we'll surprised you don't in. run yeah. Quadro with all the. That's what I'm aiming okay. to 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 get a quadro probably. We'll cool. see. Yeah. Yep. And the other nerdy thing I did in tabletop, I actually discussed uh, Forgotten Realms maps with Ed Greenwood for a couple hours. That was an awesome experience to to dig into to Forgotten Realms cartography, fantasy cartography with with Ed Greenwood himself. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that you, your second you? Ed Greenwood this year? Yeah. We, we had a we had a planning mission for we had a we had him on the show a month ago and then we are now discussing topics for a future show that was oh i remember earlier yeah. in the year you mm-hmm. i i called you on the phone and you were like i can only talk for like 15 minutes because i'm about to talk to ed greenwood yep That's crazy. <laughs> yep yep so so we're, we're having some collaboration which is kind of awesome yeah who is ed greenwood for people who don't know he is the creator of Forgot- forgotten realms a game <laughs> setting for D. yeah my uh, favorite setting personally along with jeff grubb and a few other other people yeah 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 they yeah jeff grubb and others they were the caretakers when he sold forgotten realms the rights to uh, tsr back in the day then and jeff grubb was heading the forgotten realms department of tsr so to speak that that did a lot of work and then there was a bunch of other authors that done and ed greenwood himself have written novels and done a lot of stuff through the years for forgotten realms even after there was published by by great by tsr it's yeah. hard to give all the credit to one person because there's like the people who played in the earlier oh, yeah. campaigns mm-hmm. too who ended yep. up becoming like epic yep. characters and mm-hmm. gods and stuff yep because there were a few stories about people who played characters in forgotten realms who wanted to play like a cleric and they just made up their god and then that god ended up being a big one in the campaign mm-hmm. yeah it's funny with these little coincidence and accidents and mishaps turn into major things down the line it's it's awesome uh sorry to make you follow that holly no that's but... all right <laughs> no <laughs> we all lose to her anytime she shows up we're like we know yeah. we're gonna lose well two nerdy things for me um our the, the five-ish fangirls podcast two weeks ago monday we celebrated our 400th episode and wow. we did a live stream and that was just awesome it's hard to believe almost nine years and 400 episodes so well congratulations that's amazing yeah. that is amazing wow yep and then the other nerdy thing is with break i was finally able to sit down and read and i've been diving into some of the dragonlance books and some of the forgotten realms 
Bones and Greyhawk. So it's just like read a couple chapters, go to another book, read a couple chapters. So it's it's been fun. I've been enjoying the storytelling. Now we have a little bit awesome. more context because of our Discord than our listeners don't have. How many <laughs> books do you read at the same time? Uh, I can uh, three, if not four. This is an old college habit because I was a I was Spanish English major, and God. for English classes, I had to read college you know a couple novels for each class and it's just like i want to read for enjoyment so irridiculous i had to (laughs) learn i taught myself and it still it still goes i make sure to end at a chapter so i don't have to go back and i usually try to make sure they're different genres as well so i don't get the storylines confused but yeah i literally cannot read a book well you know, I haven't tried since taking my ADHD meds, so maybe I could now. Um, when put a note, Stolas, we should compare meds and stuff like off recording because I'm curious. Oh, mine's very different than yours for sure. I I'm on down. I'm on like downers. Oh, okay. I'm guessing you're on uppers. Yeah, yeah. You can tell by how hyper and erratic I am right now. That's yeah, but that's not how it works. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. I was like, I was like, I can get into the science of it. <laughs> um. That I I when when you wrote that in Discord about how many books you read at the same time, I was like, I should do that more. I I can do it. I just don't. I don't know I, if you li- if you listen to too many audio tracks at once, though, it gets really dissonant. <laughs> generally, <laughs> generally, what I do, it well, you know, I still read actual books. Uh huh. Sure I you do, Brian. Just sure listen. you do, Brian. Yeah. But the, one of the things that I believe you Audible has given me the ability to do is I'll read something and listen to something. I won't do it at the same. time time but right. that would be wild something though i i don't that i don't do but i read usually read two books at the same time so i read a chapter and then read something else but not more than two i have i actually am listening to well i'm reading and listening so i have two books that i'm reading right now and then uh two that i'm listening to right now so yeah i do that too Holly, so you're not you're not alone. It's it's the college experience because we've all had to do the pile of books where you're like, okay, history, okay, English, okay, yeah. lit, okay, yeah, psychology yeah. I mean, from Erica. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm you, the weird outlier then. Yeah, but it's perfect when you doodle in Photoshop and stuff. It's perfect to to listen to an audio book or something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, if you hear boxes moving, I have a cat who's trying to jump into boxes right now. <laughs> Lucky okay. cat. I listen to audiobooks when I'm like painting or like if I'm painting like models or sometimes when I'm playing video games that I'll do like audiobooks um, because my brain made it very hard to read physical books a while back. Yeah, I'm the weird one here. Good to know. No, I'm so I go I go through books like genres like I have a horror book I'm reading right now called my heart is a chainsaw um and then when i'm done like i'm like oh i don't want to read anything scary right now i'll move to like fantasy so like i'm i think i'm at halfway through the last mistborn book uh and then uh i'm read reading the cimmerillion again so yeah like i i switch around depending on like what my mood is like do i need adventure do i need scary do I need history? Like, you know, fantasy history, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, same thing. So. Or a nice little cozy mystery. <laughs> yeah, or a mystery. Yeah, yeah. I just read uh, uh, Mexican Gothic. I don't Ooh. know if you guys have read that. It was really good. It's like a mystery slash ghost story, but it's not really a ghost story. It's it's very good. So I'll like to check nice. that one out. There's a, yes. there's a Spanish um, mystery slash ghost story called Shadow of the Wind that's really good. <gasps> oh, yes. 
Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, the um, I did the. I had two copies of it. I had the Spanish copy and the English copy, and I was going back and forth and doing some of the translations when I was reading it because I a friend of mine told me that was a good way to do it. Oh yeah, to learn Spanish. Well, I wasn't doing it to learn Spanish. I was doing it to follow the book. <laughs> um, oh. In a crazy way. I mean, I don't speak Spanish, but <laughs> I I did a little bit of that when I was doing some Dante studying. Back in the day, I did the Italian and the and the English going back and forth to compare language. Um, let's go. You know what? Let's flip things in, on on its head. I'll go first. Ooh, um, new year, new brand. I got this. I got a Logitech MS Master uh, for Christmas. And this is nice. like yeah. So going nice on is like splitting it up into categories. So my IT category is this monster. This is fantastic. So for those who aren't currently subscribed to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/NerdPodcastRadio, uh, you can't see Brian nice. holding up his. New I mouse. said Logitech MX Master. I didn't say it was a <laughs> mouse, but I did say it was a Logitech MX Master. People do have Google. They can say what's a Logitech MX Master, and they go, oh, it's a mouse. It looks uh, very special. Yeah. So. I David, I, I appreciated your effort there. I was about to say, Brian, could you let David drop the Patreon? This this helps us make money. D- David, please. Money. It helps us keep creating the podcast. It's not like we from have to money From money we make. David, please keep dropping the Patreon in random places. We appreciate you. <laughs> I so, hurt his feelings, Brian. Look at David right now. Look at him. You hurt his feelings. I love you, David. Oh. Okay, for people who can't watch the video, and if you do want to watch the video, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio, as my wonderful co-host David said. Um, this is a mouse, and what's special about this mouse is it's Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, USB charging, up to 8,000 DPI when set to high res, which means that... It can be very sensitive. But what I like about it is you can set it with app profiles. So when I open Photoshop, I can crank it down to 800 DPI. So I can be more precise with my clicking. When I'm in specific games that I want different sensitivity, I can change it. Um, It also has a gesture button that lets me tie gestures to every imaginable keyboard shortcut or app. And you can Mm -hmm. change them based on what program you're using. It's pretty great. Um, I, um, on the other end, um, my wife got me a charcoal writing kit or charcoal drawing kit. Uh, I really like vine charcoal and I've been drawing. I drew a flying fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it ready to share on video, but I'll post it. I, I've posted it in the Discord. What I'll do is, you know, for patrons, we'll have the Discord up like this week. So that that connection is going to happen. Um, and then other than that, I have been playing around in Minecraft with a mod called World Edit that lets you do like 3D editing cool stuff, but using Python commands so you can do things like replace blocks with blends of percentages and you can... Um, turn tools into brushes and drag block. It, it's it's like using a 3D editor inside a video game. Nice. Yeah. I, I've been enjoying that. I like that you a lot of these mods do things with like Python and Java and like give you ability to do cool stuff. Um, been nerding out on that. Um, so Erica, you're next. Uh, so my nerdy thing, of course, involves my children because my entire life revolves around my children. Sorry, Brian. Um, But uh, so my dad got Lee uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet 
for Christmas and she was super excited and she decided that um, she wanted me to play with her. So she's playing Violet and I'm playing Scarlet and we are playing together and trading Pokemon and all of that sort of fun stuff because she wanted somebody to play Pokemon with her um, because none of her friends play Pokemon. So she decided that she wanted her mom to play with her and so I did even though I'm not like I know like I just I picked up Pokemon for Amelia like years ago when she was watching it and like she wanted to play Pokemon Go and stuff like that so I've learned a lot about it and it's fun but it's fun to do because it's the thing that she and I do together so that's so sweet very cool yeah that's my nerdy thing I'm playing Pokemon Go or not Pokemon Go a Pokemon Scarlet and she's playing Uh, oh that's so sweet Okay, I've decided that you should win just because you're you're doing (laughs) you're doing nerdy things with your kids. Okay, you should win. Oh, thanks. Sorry, Anna. I love everything you do, but this. Oh yeah, but I I totally agree. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, so. I want to just ask you to add, can you throw out some of the exciting presents your children got? Because I saw the pictures and some of them were pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so Rowan got um, a ice cream, a Melissa and Doug ice cream hot dog cart. So oh, nice. That's what she wanted. So she has this little cart she wheels around her house um, and the sign flips. So she can sell us hot dogs and soda and pretzels, or she can sell us ice cream. Wow. Um, So she's, it's so funny. She had it in the kitchen the other day um, and it was kind of blocking the door to the fridge. And my brother Dustin lives with us and he comes downstairs and he's trying to get in the fridge and he goes, why is this cart here? And I said, I said, Rowan was selling me ice cream while I was doing the dishes. And he goes, oh, and he goes, well, it's got to get out of here. And he starts to move it out of the kitchen. And Rowan comes in. She goes, why are you moving my cart? And my husband, Chris, goes, that's because Dust- Uncle Dustin doesn't respect your hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I love it. Oh, my God. That was awesome. That's yeah. so great. You need a printer. You need to print her out a small fake permit that she can take to the side of it. That way yeah. she can't get treated. Can we have Rusty yeah. on the podcast next week? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's Friday why. night. Yes. Uh, and our uh, next episode. I mean, yeah, next episode. Yeah, and then um. And then Amelia got a new phone and new headphone, which we she was not expecting. But um, Chris and I decided because um, she's been really bad since she's had a phone. And we decided that if she could keep this last one and not lose it or leave it outside in the rain, which she's done before, that uh, if she could keep it for three years, that we would get her a nice phone because she had like a really inexpensive like pixel. And so we got her a really nice nice new pixel and new earbuds and a Fitbit. And so she's like all teched out and she's like over the moon about it and super excited. And she still like looks at her new phone. Like, I mean, it's only been like five days or six days or whatever, but she still looks at her phone and goes, I never expected it. I'm so happy. mom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> awesome. Happy. Did awesome. she like our present? Because we did like the bad thing and got her socks. But she asked for them. them. Okay. No, no, no. She loved her kitty cat socks. She still has her. And it's so funny because she was like. The kitty cat socks were her birthday present. We got her socks for Christmas too. Oh, did? Which socks did you get her? 
the fuzzy ones? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. She did. Yeah, yeah. Because socks were still on her list. Yeah, I I get things in the mail and then I rewrap them. So they all look like they all came from the same place because I don't want to kill the Santa vibe for Rowan. So like yeah okay that's fair. sorry brian <laughs> sorry she knows they're from you though because what i do because amelia or lee no- knows that santa doesn't exist but rowan doesn't and Wait, so he doesn't what are you talking about sorry david didn't mean oh. to david i want to break the illusion real quick not to break that illusion because that's not an illusion that's real i just want to say i did the same thing with lee and she did the same thing that you did mm. to me when she was here i said something about the tooth fairy and she was like what do you mean it's not real and i thought she was gonna cry she had like a tear and i went no no. it's real i'm sorry (laughs) well i i successfully convinced lee that santa claus existed up until last year so until she was 14 she believed in santa claus i don't know how i pulled it off 14 Um, years yeah, that's pretty good amazing. Run. I'm a pretty good run. A little jealous because I never had the concept of Santa being real. Oh yeah, no, like like I remember she came home from school. I think she was like in second or third grade, and she goes, "Mom, kids at school say Santa's not real." And I just looked at her and I go, "Well, that's ridiculous. They don't know anything." And I just walked away. Like that was the extent <laughs> of the conversation. Amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just yeah, I think- made it like a, a thing. And then last year, last year, um, she finally caught on because I she saw me buy something and then I wrapped it and put it under the tree. And I didn't realize she had seen me buy it. And everything was all is always from Santa. And she goes, Mom, I saw you buy that a couple months ago. And I went, Okay. And she goes, So explain this to me. And I was like <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was like, Well, technically santa's real because it's the spirit of christmas and i have the spirit of christmas in my heart when i buy you gifts. gift he's gonna tell him the truth you were possessed and (laughs) (laughs) and she was like okay so what you're saying is that it's the spirit of christmas and we just call it santa claus and Mm -hmm. i was like exactly and she goes Okay, and that was that, the end that of was, that conversation. That was the best explanation. That's I've a ever great, heard. yeah, that's I a great answer. Yeah. Santa too. Yes. I never yeah. believed in Santa before. Now I do. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 I admire the extent that Erica has gone because I remember being over at their house once, and I had to help scatter glitter for the tooth fairy. Oh my god, that's adorable. We had to make yeah. a trail um, of glitter going to the window. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. I actually read a really interesting article a while back is talking it, the literally the title of the article was why you should lie to your kids. And it was talking about like it was talking about little white lies like Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, like these kind of lies. And the 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 thing it came out to um, showing uh, based on like the research that they had done is that if parents tell their kids little white lies, like harmless things like Santa's real, the Easter Bunny's real, Tooth Fairy's are real. When they come to find out the truth later, they'll come to realize uh, basically they, they have better critical thinking skills because it teaches them like not everybody in authority is always going to tell you the truth, but it does it in a harmless way because it's like you're not being harmed by realizing Santa's not real. So it's a good way to teach them a lesson without harming them. See, and I would counter that. I just want to go on record saying when Amelia was born or Lee was born, I did not want to do Santa or the Tooth Fairy or anything like that. I was staunchly against it. And um, 
my husband at the time, Matt, um, was very much for it. And it was a battle that I lost. And so we decided that we were going to do Santa and the Tooth Fairy and everything else. Um, I did not want to do it because I remember at four years old coming downstairs for Christmas and seeing my mom and my grandfather putting together my kitchen set and realizing at four that Santa wasn't real and it was all a lie. And I was so upset that my parents lied to me and only being four, like not having like the logic to comprehend that, you know, it was, you know, for me for like this magic. I just thought my parents lied to me and I was upset. I never touched that kitchen set for record. My mom bought that kitchen wow. set. Oh no. And at four years That's old, so I never said yeah. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. I was so upset about it. And so that was my, that was my argument for not doing that because I felt really betrayed as a child. So when I finally gave in and agreed to do Santa and the Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy, I said, that will never happen to my children. I will be 100% in so that they never experience like that revelation until they're old enough to be able to process it. And that look at you lying to your kids. So proud. <laughs> Thank you. But I do it. I do it like I don't want them to lose that until they're old enough to be able to process why. And I was not <laughs> old enough to process why. And that's why there's glitter for the tooth fairy. And that's why all of those things and stuff like that. So there we go. See, Erica's Erica's input is it's okay to lie, but do it craftily. Do it well. If you're gonna lie, be good at it. Be don't a good liar. Lie it. <laughs> yeah, don't half-ass your lying. Yeah. Exactly. I grew up, yeah, where I grew up was so so brutally non-spiritual in that sense that that that's probably one of the reasons I like role-playing games. I like make-believe uh, spiritualism and and stuff like that in games because that was that was a dimension that that was not present not that i lacked it i didn't but i never believed in santa or anything i knew where the christmas present came from so to speak but the <laughs> santa was a cool cool kind of figure that was going around but i knew he was not real i, I have no recollection of ever believing him to be real so to speak i don't yeah. know when you have real trolls in the countryside it's hard to yeah, think about exactly like go out in the forest <laughs> when it's dark and and and, and gloomy and, and you don't really need to make up monsters the nature make them up for you so yeah yeah so 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 and i knew it was fake i knew that didn't exist scary things like that but it was scary enough anyway even if you don't believe it was scary enough so so yeah and well, we should always... probably continue I... this game yeah i was gonna say i didn't mean to go off on a tangent uh it was David. a great tangent yeah. Yes, David, what's nerdy with you? Um, we did a couple of things I haven't done in a long time. Uh, first off, uh, I went to a movie for the first time since the world ended. Nice. Wow. What'd so, you see? That was fun. Uh, Violent Night, which if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend going to see it. it I went amazing. to see that with my partner on their birthday. We went December 5th. That yeah. is such a good movie. It's oh. a surprisingly good movie, guys. The movie's amazing. Surprise Lake was Sounds and then, scary. Oh, me. is Bruno in oh, it? Oh, it's not scary at all. It's an action movie. Okay. Yeah, it's not scary at all. Yeah, okay, we good. we I thought it was it. Yeah. we thought it was scary too, but it's not. It's yeah. Uh, they, yeah. The, the previews they put out made it look like a horror movie. Surprise, it is not. Like okay. Zama, a horror movie. huh? Yes. 
surprise oh, Leguizamo. I need to see that. I mean, yes, yeah, you do. We yeah, it's had an a action surprise comedy. Leguizamo since Encanto, and it was amazing. <laughs> um, the other thing I did, I uh, well, so for some history with uh, portable gaming, I started way back with the Game Boy Color that I got for Christmas one year, and I had a copy of Pokemon Red. I played for about two weeks, and then my Game Boy got stolen, and that was the last time I'd ever played a Pokemon game until six days ago when I started playing Brilliant Diamond for the first time on my Switch because my buddy loaned it to me. Oh, Pokemans. So I've been playing Pokemon for the so first touching. time in 15 so we're years. We're both playing Pokemon. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. So, oh, what yep. a cool thing. That's my nerdy thing. I started playing Pokemon. When I I um I had a NES and a Atari 5600 stolen and I haven't played console ever since. Mm. Well, I was like 12 and my Game Boy got stolen. So, yeah, was that like was 18. a fun day. That was a fun day. That's awful. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I've been playing a Pokemon game for the first time in a decade easily. Speaking of stolen, someone here has Stolas my heart. What was nerdy with Stolas? Jesus Christ, that was adorable. Okay, um, I only have one thing. Um, I've, I think a few of you have already seen it, but I don't care. I went back into painting 40k models and I painted a group of of um adeptus sororitas. So like I got like I got my little my little my little uh, religious ladies all painted up. Um I'll probably have to I'll have to send pictures so that you can I don't know put them somewhere. Um cuz I can't put them on Facebook right now. I'm on a 7-day ban. <laughs> Why are you banned on Facebook? I I don't even know if I really We can to- talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say so i don't know but we can talk about that later um i said something facebook thought was naughty again i just like i yeah i can't keep my mouth shut or my fingers i I don't want to have to i don't want to have to cut this episode so (laughs) yeah i won't i won't no no you would definitely have to cut the episode if i said this i won't um so yeah i painted them up all um in a very interesting way so what i did is first i based everything out in like a pretty traditional way you would paint models so you know i added like the base colors the layers and then i took oil paints i took some winsor newton oil paints i took like a black and a burnt umber and i mixed them up with some mineral spirits and i kind of like just caked it on all over the place and i got some more mineral spirits and i just scraped away the excess and so i got to like a um a a look i wanted and so the look i wanted to go for was half of them at the bottom are just kind of covered in like dirt and mud as if like they're in the middle of a battle but the top is all cleared out and glowy and white uh it's to kind of like represent the idea of them like having a holy light being cast on top of them oh i don't know adam i'd have some competition yeah uh, yeah, I'll try to, I, I don't know, maybe I'll try to put the pictures in the chat, but I think I did a really good job. Um, I spent a long time on these because uh, I wanted to, this is the scheme I want to do for the whole army. So I took a little bit extra time on these five girls. They're basically the basic troops. Normally you wouldn't spend this much time, but I wanted to get something I liked so that that I knew I could replicate across the army. So I must have stripped the paint like three or four times before I settled on something that I'm like, okay, I like this. Oh, talking about color and luminosity values and painting is something that that tickles a nerdy part of my brain. So I'm I'm I think I might have decided where a lot of my widgets are gonna go. <laughs> um, but that's really the like the big nerdy thing I've done for like the past couple of weeks. Like literally I've spent a couple weeks like almost every night doing that. I haven't even really been playing video games. I've just been working on painting. Oh I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like painting. I watched <laughs> I watched this long interview that got high it was an interview with Henry Cavill where the whole interview got hijacked because the interviewers also played Warhammer. 
So they talked for like 45 minutes about their miniature collections. <laughs> That's so funny. They didn't even talk about The Witcher or whatever he was doing that they were supposed to be talking about. They just talked about Warhammer painting, which I thought was amazing. Stuff like that can be nerdy. We had Gerald Lando on on the fantasy mapping show, and, and then they, uh, Jay mentioned Battletech, and Jared were like, oh, Battletech! And then they talked for that for 30 minutes and they talked about Battletech. That was awesome. I always had scorpions when I played Battletech. Um, all right. So we'll start with um, Anna. You have seven widgets. Who are you giving them to? Um, I, I must say, Erica, introducing her kids to, to nerddom and, and stuff like that. That is that is kind of awesome. How many did I have? You said seven. 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 Okay. So so I'll 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 give five to Erica because we we need to to for the next generation. That's that's definitely uh, and 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 David. I'm I'm not sure that movie is for me, but but I must say that. That, that started playing Pokemon like that when when you're grown up and stuff. I think that's that's really mm. cool. So so I'll I'll give you two. Yep. And then Holly, you're muted. You're mute, Holly. Thank you. I'm giving five to Erica and two to Anna. Ooh. Nice and simple. Way to go, so, Mom. Thank you. Going to have a lot of good memories. <laughs> yep. All right. Um. Uh. I go. Um. I'm gonna do. Um. I'm gonna do five to David because I relate to that. I just it brought flashbacks of the heartbreak of having stuff stolen when you're a kid, and then um, Stola, she get the other two. Yay! And then er. Erica. I am going to give uh, two to David because he's also playing Pokemon. Uh, and I am going to give three to Anna because she's awesome. And then I am going to give uh, two to Holly. And then David. Um, well, you know, I always have a soft spot in my heart for tech stuff. So Annie's going to get three for me. And then Erica is going to get three and Stolas is going to get one. Woo! All right, Stolas. Okay. Um, I really liked Erica's thing. It's so adorable doing nerdy things with your kids. That's just amazing. So, Erica, you get five. Um, and I will give two to Brian because I don't think has has Brian gotten any yet. No, I'm giving two to Brian. No, holy shit. When up until up until Stolas um voted, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. So this is uh, <laughs> un- this is this is unprecedented, and I believe it's the first time it's ever happened. But Anna's been on an episode and she didn't win. Yeah, uh, Anna came yeah. in third. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yep. <laughs> I I I I I wonder. Very happy. It, it, I mean, Anna had a little bit to do with that too. <laughs> she, did. she did. Good point. Good point. Yep. Um. I yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. So a good transition between the oh. Um, Erica, I almost forgot. Um, there is a special containment vessel coming your way. We're using a quantum transference system to send the widgets this time. You should have it soon. Um, uh, Rowan was supposed to give it to you at some point. Oh, okay. Well, I'll yeah. probably look under her bed for it since that's where my Christmas chocolate went. But she didn't put her, the ch- Christmas chocolate under her bed. Penelope, our cat, did because Penelope is naughty. Oh, do we do we still have snack problems? <laughs> yeah, she likes to steal food from the pantry and hide it in her room. Like I found bananas in her closet the other day. I don't know why. She it's not like she's not fed. She just is a little squirrel and she likes to do that and then blame the cat. 
So, um, so um, what was weird and wonderful in 2022 is a basically the spin on our year in review. But um, let's just start with Anna and say what was weird and wonderful in 2022. For me, it was uh, weirdly enough. I've been working with, especially with Greyhawk now for like 25 years, first as a hobby and then 10 years like professionally. But now first after doing, been with the setting for, yeah, for well over 30 years and really intensely for, for over 25 years. Now is the first time I really feel like I'm starting to understand it prop and I'm starting to, to extrapolate from it. And now I've kind of accumulated enough knowledge, talked to so many other creators and stuff. And I really feel like this was the breakthrough year for me, really understanding what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm, I'm imposter syndrome is not constant, so to speak. All of a sudden, I feel like, damn, I, I get a thing or two. I can connect things that that I'd never realized before. And I can kind of build on it. And when I talk to others in the Greyhawk community, they're like, oh, awesome. That is so cool. And, and and we can kind of, so so now I feel like I'm a worthy member of, of the Greyhawk community. And, and I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to nerd deep enough to really feel at home what I'm doing, so to speak. And, and that was a great feeling this year. That's awesome. And I know what that feels like, especially like a new job. Like I took on mm-hmm. a new job, a over a year ago, I guess it's almost a year and a half ago. And I had, you know, 20 years in sales, but no, like no degree or no experience in marketing. And then to get into marketing and be like, okay, what do I like? I know what I what I need to do, but how do I do it? So yeah, yeah like I feel you on that. That imposter Thank syndrome you. can be strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yep. funny how from an outside perspective on people with imposter syndrome is like, Anna, we all are like, Anna is a very special, epic person. And to hear her talk about imposter syndrome is something that's very, it feels good to know that even the people we all look up to, and then hearing Erica say, I don't have a degree in marketing. Well, you don't specifically, but a lot of people in marketing have psych degrees. That's true. <laughs> I, I I think that's fantastic. I, I just, I, I love hearing about when, just hearing about the people that I look up to also have their own doubts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The congratulations on fi- it actually feeling like that and being able to admit that to yourself. That must be a real, a real um, victory this year. Yeah, it was kind of a sensation that came backwards and, and all of a sudden people reached out to me and we collaborated and, and it all of a sudden felt like, a, damn, I'm starting to understand this. I'm starting to see patterns that I didn't realize and, and, and how names came about and stuff like that. It's like that deeper understanding. It's like when you lived in a place for a, a few years and you can kind of connect the dots and you can kind of see things that, that you realize you had no clue if you've just been there as a tourist or something or, or like a new job. Yeah, so so, so I, I'm, I'm starting to feel at home it's it's great i i i one of the things i think that's interesting about anna is like she's one of the greyhawk experts there's like four <laughs> no well we there, there there's probably hundreds but but i'm starting to to in, in the greyhawk community there is a few thousand people and and we have like a dozen or so who are very active and and doing and thankfully we have different specialities and stuff but fr- from just doing the map i'm starting to feel like i'm 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 branching out and starting to understand and collaborate with 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 a lot of people 
people and and that feels good and and before it was like it's been very technical because i've come into fantasy cartography not from the illustrator path most people that do fantasy mapping they come from illustration or art so to speak they come from the artsy end i come from the other end i come from my grounding was in real world cartography and 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 understand how maps and navigation and stuff works in the real world and then kind of acquired more and more of, of artistic ability and and understanding as i go by and that's the other part of of doing it now now i i can start understanding the illustration side of it and marry the two so to speak and, does being and a pi- yeah. does being a pilot factor into that as well oh yeah yeah definitely it, it being a pilot le- taught me two things it taught me what the world looked like f- from meaning studying it from the air seeing it for thousands of hours from the air makes me understand how geography actually looks like and how it functions in the real world how things are connected because you can see yeah when you're up really high up you can see enormous areas and you can see the patterns the colors the shapes of things in 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 a way that that when you're bound earthbound so to speak you don't see it that way and that was a great help and the other one is you you practically learn about navigation and how maps work on a large scale because if you're going to navigate for thousands of miles you need to understand how maps work in the real world and then once you run games i took the okay maps work like this in the real world but if i'm a dungeon master what kind of map do i need for my games so to speak so i took because maps is a tool and something you need in order to to navigate and i wanted to to create maps for my own games that are not just a pretty picture but are way more they give the information mm. and and inspiration i need as a dm and in my games so 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 it's definitely a, a kind of a apply that the my my dm hat so to speak but use my my practical craft and knowledge from from real world navigation and seeing the world so so that and another kind of outside influence is i love landscape photography and Ryan knows we've been out taking pictures and stuff. And that's the other way of, of looking at landscape and colors and shapes and stuff like that. That's the other thing that that really helped inspire me to 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 do things that are not tabletop role-playing game related, but really helps me in 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 shaping maps and, and visualize fantasy worlds. I have an important question for you, Anna. Yeah. Is Greyhawk ra- like an imaginary world that's round or is it flat like the earth is? It's round for the yeah because it, it actually has data in and written by the original authors and stuff. They talked about it as a planet and and it has various uh, good attempts written up and it's so close to Earth that I'm actually going to cheat a little bit and use the 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 Earth uh, measurements because it's not accurate. It's a couple of hundred miles different. They did it just to be esoteric or, or kind mm-hmm. of different. But in order to make it easier to use real world geography tools, I'm actually going to make it the size of the Earth because that way you can use all the tools without having to reinvent the wheel. So, so it's complete fantasy world, flat, flat mm-hmm. planet, awesome, complete fantasy, not at all like the real Earth, understand. Yep, so, so it's, it's... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not, it's not a, a disc held up on a turtle on top no, of it, elephants. It, it, <laughs> yeah, Greyhawk is surprisingly scientific. When you read the articles they wrote about the planet and stuff, it sounds like they're describing a planet to another star next to us, ours and stuff. So, so I tried to make it. My campaign is more fantastic than the original one because the original one is. But it was. We have to remember 
the Greyhawk was when it was created and written in the 70s and, and, and early, early 80s. And back then, science like that was more fashionable than it is. Now it's coming back again with astronomy and stuff like that. But, but it was, we had a lot of different, that, that kind of mysticism and, and cool going off the beat that we have today. Back then, science and science fiction and stuff like that was hardcore and, and cool and, and the new thing. Now it's something we've had for decades. So, 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 so I think that, that Greyhawk was written in a time when the fantasy worlds were, were not even a novelty. They barely existed. Tolkien's Middle Earth was the only thing around. And, and, and so Greyhawk is that old. So it was also, before it was cool. Yeah. Now, is it, is it true that Greyhawk started from Castle, Castle Greyhawk and then expanded out yes as far it's can it has two roots that seems to to be in parallel one was that it was gary gygek's personal campaign that he he and he had the castle and he added levels and stuff but that was more like his personal games but we also have there was also a castle and crusade society that's by the tabletop role-playing game castle and crusades come from that they took the name and that was from what i understand and and there are other scholars who, who have studied this to doctorate level but it was and I've talked to several people who played in those games they were games that were held in the area so to speak and they had a, a world some of it was played by mail I think some of them were was, they actually sat down and that was society they had a world where they had the great kingdom and a lot of things that was added into the published version of Greyhawk down the line, so to speak. And there's even a map they used that was kind of a, a tweaked North America version. That's where the Lake near Div and parts of Greyhawk came from the Castles and Crusade uh, campaign that, that a lot of people collaborated on. And then we have Dave Arneson's Blackmore that also got an homage in the published version of Greyhawk. So, so in that sense, Greyhawk has two roots that was merged in and then created a new whole because the published version of Greyhawk is in many ways very different from Gary's home campaign and and so so and then Greyhawk forked because when Gary was ousted from TSR he published Greyhawk stuff under his new company New Infinities and that meant that we have two versions of a lot of things afterwards too so 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 Greyhawk is not clean cut or anything like that it's it's very diverse in that sense cool just overwhelmed with the amount of history we always get about tabletop RPGs <laughs> with Amazon uh Holly Holly, what was weird and wonderful in 2022? Uh, weird and wonderful. Just the trip through podcast land for me with episodes that I've been a part of and with, with my podcast and, and being a guest on certain podcast episodes and being able to do deep dives and finding out about new things I wouldn't have until, hey, here's the schedule. We're going to be talking about this. Or we're going to be having this guest on as a host and just listening to podcasts in general and finding out about other people and other creators to follow and that because one of the weird and new wonderful things that is going to be coming down the line in our podcast is we have formed a nonprofit called the five-ish fangirls give back where we're going to try to help support other female creators in fandom down the road to help give them a leg up as it were yeah how neat that's so cool Mm mm-hmm I love so, that. So that it's the the nonprofit. We've got all the I's and T's dot and cross. So we're just kind of slowly in the planning phases and trying to get a database set up. So awesome. it's a work in progress, but something that we're all excited about. Well, when you have promotional material, feel free to send it our way. Yes. Yeah. I will most definitely do that. 
we will check your stuff out even more mm-hmm. than we already do to be honest <laughs> the um um i i do want to know what are some of the other podcasts you've been on we've i don't think i've ever asked you that before um the other podcast i've been on is a happiness and darkness podcast which is a superhero movies podcast run by um podcast dj nick he's also um he's the host of the whiskey and cigarettes country radio show online and then i've also been on next stop everywhere a doctor who podcast with charles skaggs and jesse jackson oh which cool i've listened to that talk, one talk doctor who episodes and yeah i was on last week we talked um silver nemesis and then i was on for an episode about jody whitaker's run so yep those are the podcasts that i've been on <laughs> Speaking of Jodie Whittaker's run, I was just watching footage of goth kids dancing in the 80s, and I swear I saw the 13th Doctor. Oh my god, that's so funny. (laughs) Awesome. So I left a very confusing comment on some random person's YouTube video. Um, To stick to the same order... um, what was weird and wonderful in 2022? Well, we did all sorts of crazy things on the podcast. Um, Mikey surprised us shortly after the year started by jumping into an episode. It's nice to have him back. Um, the um, um, as of today, um, uh, Stolas couldn't make it, make it, so we pulled the uh, version of Stolas from an alternate universe where, unfortunately, everyone huffs paint and believes the world is flat. Um, the <laughs> yup. <laughs> uh what what else is is weird and wonderful in 2022 um i started playing minecraft which i get some i get some noses about um but i've been enjoying it um it what's funny is i've been interacting with a lot of people play the game and i played java minecraft which is like not what kids play kids are like on xbox and stuff um the um delving into the modded community delving into the game kind of exploring my artistic side um Um, joining different communities I as on the podcast and I've been listening to um, the spawn chunks which is a podcast done by a couple Minecraft contact creators um, and that inspired me to set up our patreon discord because it was like oh wow you can do some really cool things to interact with the community we need to do that so um, that will come this week we're gonna make the connection so far it's just the hosts and holly and mike so um mike cocker um so they will be our mods and it's it's going to be cool so anna you will be seeing that soon the the discord connection will pop up we discussed that before the show started that you could just randomly get discord channels popping up in your discord so that will happen um i um i have been um working on some projects for a while at work and just yesterday i had a thing happen that most people would consider a unicorn i got caught up wow yeah for it that's amazing (laughs) on on my last work day of the year i got caught up whoa amazing and it was a weird momentum thing because i had a project that was a very simple project that i just had trouble getting to and I think that might have been the linchpin that was holding me back because I I had to put some wireless access points out 
and it was just holding me back. It was just, I, I, I would be like, I'm going to do this today for like three weeks. I was like, I'm going to get these done today. And finally today, I was like, I'm going to get the labels made. I'm going to get them out. I finished it in the morning and I went, all right, finally, I got that done. All right, now let's do the complicated project. Five minutes, done. It's it not was, supposed to work like that. You realize it, that. Right? It, yeah. So no, I had to do... <laughs> I had to do a um I had to do some backup schedules and in, I had to do it by command because I was doing some Windows Server backups and five minutes done, test succeeded, no problems. Um that never happens. There's always Exactly a that today's reality that should be impossible. Whoa, whoa. That, yeah, and that should then be very lucky, Brian. Very I went okay, I finished that. I had this research project that had to do with purging everyone's individual download folders so it only kept 60 days of information the original idea was to do it through um windows storage sense and it turned out you can't do that through group policy so i was like okay i guess we have to do powershell scripts which is difficult and this gets technical but when you're talking about people's individual profiles on a network permissions get weird because people's profiles are sort of private so like you have to do little tricky things to do manipulation on them. Even the domain administrators can't just go in and look at people's profiles. We, we, they're, they're protected. So, um, I did the research and there were a lot of really complicated scripts and I finally, I just kind of gave up on it. It sat in the background and then I did a little bit more research and I found somebody who figured out what the registry keys for storage sense was and i went i know how to write a script for that threw it together tested it with a couple users and went oh that works yeah admit it brian you used a nice. new chatbot and you just typed in and he gave you the code and you pasted it in and you were dead i i i i mean i looked up where the yeah. registry settings were and then i looked it up in my own profile and exported it and then i ran that as a login script and Smart. tested it on a couple accounts and uh, now awesome. those steps of the those projects are done, so technically I'm caught up. The projects aren't complete because we're, I'm not going to instantly deploy a script on the last day of the year before a three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's just asking for trouble. <laughs> and a few of the backups couldn't be completed because the servers have to be rebooted. So there will be work for the new year, but as far as my tickets and active tasks and projects were, I got caught up. Wonderful. I and I had 30 minutes left at the end of my shift and I cleaned my office because that's what you're supposed to do when you get caught up. And and what Very and cool. it never happens. <laughs> exactly, it never happens. I'm so proud of you. In marketing there is no caught up. Like it's it's like we're all, we're like projects like 6 months in the future like prepping for so like i don't even know what that feeling is so well, it's like I'm the same thing with heather with finance it's like there's always business going on so there's always work so mm -hmm. th there's no such thing as getting caught up i mean you can make your life easier by figuring out new ways to delegate and automate but you can never really actually get caught up exactly that's the, the only thing my mother asked me about what i do is like oh are you done yet how long do you have to done and i'll say it doesn't work like that i'm never done and and never she looks done. at me and horror and he's like how the hell can you even want to do that stuff like that if you never get done yep yeah I'm that's just... kind of like teaching too is like um is 
Yeah, mm -hmm. you can catch up on the current batch of paperwork, but then guess what? There's more paperwork the next week. So it's yep. like, okay, it's like mm -hmm. uh, I've done, I've done all my, I've done all my DRDPs, I've done all my my observations, I've done all my reflections and blah blah. And then guess what? Next week you gotta do them again. Or I've got these groups of kiddos all caught up. Then okay, I think I should get up. Oh, wait a minute, I missed a couple. I need to yeah. get these kiddos yeah. caught up. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the never-ending cycle. Yeah, there is no caught up mm -hmm. when you're a teacher. Mm -mm. I I mean, other than that, as far as weird and wonderful, I talked about it during a podcast episode, was my crazy karaoke experience at Butterfly Belly in Portland. That that was the most cinematic, strange thing that has ever happened to me, was getting called out to sing karaoke by a random owner of a um, Vietnamese restaurant and then him walking up and playing the guitar while I was singing. That was so weird. And that the person who nerds out over karaoke the most in the room got called out to sing karaoke. That's it's pretty such awesome. A bizarre dreamlike experience. We have pictures, so I know it really happened. <laughs> um, Stolas, uh, what was weird and wonderful in 2022? Uh, weird and wonderful. Um, Positive. <laughs> does like just gotta be nerdy stuff? Yeah. So it has to be strictly nerdy stuff. Oh boy. I was like, a lot of really cool things happened that weren't nerdy related, but okay. Um, well, okay. So I did, we were talking earlier with Anna about like computer stuff. So I did, I did like actually get the chance to like build out my dream computer. Um, so it's, it's completely like fully water cooled. I got a, I got a water block on the, on the graphics card. I have a mono block over the CPU and the MOSFETs. I have, uh, two different radiators in there. I have a 360 millimeter. Sorry. Kid. Yeah, I know. Kids. Yeah, the kids ran in. Um, I have a 360 millimeter at the top. I have a 240 millimeter at the bottom. Um, I think currently there's only six fans in there, but I'm going to get more fans. It's, of course, all glowy RGB lights everywhere. You know, rainbow puke all over the place. Um, I got the Lee and Lee uh, Dynamic Evo case because it can be reversed. So uh, the computer is actually uh, everything's on the left. So like the plexiglass, oh, everything's on the interesting. left. Um, so here's the weird thing about that, though. Uh, when you do that, um, the motherboard has to go in upside down. So my motherboard yep. is yeah. upside down, which is really funny. So everything is facing very different ways than you would expect. It, which is it's I was an interesting. Look. at the bottom and, and instead of at the top and stuff. Well, actually, so the the power supply they put it in a really weird location. Uh, you'd have to look online to check the case, but like the so the dynamic Evo by Lee and Lee. Um, it's extremely modular. So there's like three different places you can put the power supply. Oh, wow. It, it, yeah, it's really, uh, it's super modular. Um, But it's in the back, which kind of sucks because I got one of those power supplies where it like has a digital screen that shows you how much energy you're using. And I can't see it. I have no idea what my energy uh, like input is. I'm sure it's high because I got the 6950, um, the AMD card. Mm -hmm. I got the one from um, MSI and it's known to draw in a lot of power. Yeah, those, but, are, those run warm too. But I'm undervolting it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm overclocking it, but undervolting it, uh, which that was a really fun uh, challenge because you have to figure out what if, if what the stability point is. If I may ask, why? Why undervolt it or just why go through yeah. that challenge? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so right now graphics cards are at this point where they're so powerful that really you don't have to overclock. Overclocking at this point is kind of 
redundant. It's like it might get you an extra two frames per second in the game. Like overclocking really is. I, I mean, it does give you improvement. Like it's it's not like it does nothing, but like the improvements are so minor. It's like oh, you run like five percent better. So the current fun thing that a lot of people try to do these days is they try to undervolt. So. Basically, the idea is to get as much performance as you can while using less electricity and producing less heat. So basically, you go into the system, you do your best to um, to set it at whatever whatever performance you want it to be at, and then you reduce the electrical usage and basically kid. And so you try to and you try to get um, see what your graphics card or whatever the part is can handle by running it through tests, which gens generally tends to be like playing video games, um, running different uh, programs to see what it can handle. And basically you do this until the system shuts down. When it shuts down, when you hit the blue screen, you're like, oh, it can't handle that low of voltage. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting thing. Uh, as as you guys could tell by the by the uh, what's nerdy with you, I've gotten back into painting. I'm it's uh, one of those rotating hobbies. Yeah, it's always a rotating hobby. You're into it for a little bit, then you stop, then you get back into it for a little bit, then you stop. Like I've yeah. I've, been, I've I've been on a stop for a while now. I'm probably gonna get back into it at some point. <laughs> right. It's the it's the ADHD slash autism hobby carousel. I'm on painting right now. <laughs> um, so uh, oh, other things I didn't tell you guys about the painting other than the models i got a bunch of cool new things so like i got a wet palette so i'm painting on a wet palette instead of the old school plastic dry palettes hmm. um i've i've kind of been moving away from using the games workshop paints and i've been going into using more artist paints i hope so you don't using... try and play in any tournaments and tell them that because they won't let you play that's well it depends on what tournament but i mean i've never been to a gw station tournament where they wouldn't let you based on the paint oh, they God. might they okay. might not let you based on the models that too like if you but... come in if you come in with non-gw models they will say no no i i with my own two eyes saw a guy get his army turned away from a table because he used a shade of paint that citadel didn't offer that's i've never heard that but i mean i'm not saying that that's impossible that would be dumb i would just be like no that's that's a I mean, if that this was, was like case, early this was like early 90s but yeah <laughs> i mean i would believe it gw can be really shitty about things mm -hmm. like that and it's really annoying um i think they've gotten better as a company but they can still be really shitty about things um so I've been moving towards more like I'm using like Liquitex, like heavy acrylics. The the thing I like about heavy acrylics, um, even though they're not great, they're not the best for modeling. But the thing I like about them is that since they start out pretty thick, you can get like you get a pretty large range of consistencies. So you can water it down to a more thin paint that's better for modeling or you could keep it thick if you want to get like a certain texture. So um, it gives you a lot more control because it's easy to go from high pigmentation and thin down than it is to go from thin and pigment up so that's been pretty fun i also got some new like pretty nice brushes i got some like uh raphael brushes i got the 860 series um so that's been pretty cool getting some like actually decent brushes has been pretty fun wow uh brian seems very excited about the brushes oh no that was a reaction to a chat message yeah oh oh that one yep yeah so we're not um, gonna call out <laughs> yeah so those have been my my two big things really is is getting the computer up and um painting hopefully next year my goals are to try to get the army done and i would really like to actually try to get back into playing 40k <laughs> i haven't I done that like at all this what, year 
What faction is it? Oh, uh, this is the Adeptus Rotas base. And we wait for children. <laughs> yep. I think they're ba- they're battle sisters, aren't they? Yeah. So they're basically nuns with guns. Like yeah. literally, that's the best way to explain it. They are religious ladies that shoot things. Yep, and fly and fly around on jetpacks. Does anybody play Warhammer anymore? Uh, they or is play it Age all of 40k. No. Um, oh, so the, the eight, um, Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Age of Sigmar is what it's called, um, which is basically fantasy. Age of Sigmar has been seeing a pretty big resurgence, um, largely because honestly, Age of Sigmar, from what I've heard, I haven't played it, but from what I heard, it's actually a better game. Like, well, like yes and no. Well, I've heard Age of Sigmar is like actually a better game because 40k is kind of um, again yes and no depends on your personal right. preference. I mean, fair. There are um, things about it that are better. There are things about it that are worse. No, a lot well, of it doesn't make to... Anthony's statement any more true that they. I'm sorry, Stolas's statement any more true that they've heard that it's better. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does another great. another thing that Age of Sigmar does that I really wish 40k would do a lot more is Age of Sigmar actually progresses the story. Like so, 40k um, at the beginning of Eighth Edition, they did like a really big thing where they're like, oh this big important planet was finally destroyed by the bad guys oh oh what's going to happen next and then that was it like they haven't progressed the story beyond that point but age of sigmar like they have new books and they're progressing the story constantly they're adding new stories um so that's that's another thing that people really like about age of sigmar is that they seem to actually care about the story <laughs> i wish 40k would do that a lot more um because they i don't know why but they like to just keep everything in 40k in a in a perpetual state of n- nothing's ever changing well um with more children interruptions i know i'm sorry guys they're being very wild right now no, it's okay let's go to our first time last person david uh well um uh, last year review i mean we had some really great guests on we did a lot of really good topics um i've been doing uh at least i don't know it's it's hard to think back on the whole year the way things have been going the last few with covid and everything it all kind of, the last three have kind of blended together into one giant menage of blah so <laughs> I, I as far as the podcast goes yeah we had some great episodes we did a lot of uh a lot of really cool things with a lot of really awesome people yep that is 100 percent true statement and from my perspective you're one of those awesome people david no thank you you are awesome <laughs> i um what is the I, I think we have time for one more question you skipped if we me have... brian i did yeah yeah uh-huh. you did you did yeah you oh. went from yourself to stolas and then me mm-hmm. oh okay so one more question okay <laughs> erica what was weird and wonderful in 2022 this is what yeah. i get for changing the order it happens every time that's what you get yeah so what was weird and wonderful for me is so last year i went into marketing for the first time and um 13 months after taking my first marketing position i got promoted to a head of marketing for our solos so uh that was very very exciting to get a promotion within the first year of doing something i had never done before um and then um another weird and wonderful thing actually happened this morning um i was at the grocery store um and i ran into a friend who i had not seen in 10 years um we were teenagers uh we had mutual friends 
So there was no, they, she lived in another city than I did. And we just had these mutual friends and we would see each other, funny enough, every New Year's Eve because they would have New Year's Eve parties. And so we ran into each other today at the grocery store and we were catching up. And the next thing I know, and this is why I was late to the podcast today, is we stood in the grocery store for 45 minutes chatting and it was like we had awesome never been away from each other uh, you picked name- up right where you left off yeah oh, her, that's name- great. <laughs> her name's elise and she's wonderful and we always had so many things in common um but we her her husband's in the military and they got stationed somewhere else for a while and now they're stationed back here and it was just really exciting to to see her again um and we share a lot of the same interests a lot of the same views so uh, we're going to meet up with them at some point at a uh place where we're able to um hang out so you know with the move and everything i never thought i'd run into her and just randomly you know happenstance run into her so it was very very exciting so that uh, was so awesome that's it's crazy weird and wonderful and it happened this morning so yeah there we go what a um, way to end the year it's awesome yeah on new year's eve of all places mm-hmm. and completely yep. random so it was it was very <laughs> it was so funny i saw her in the grocery and i was like really this part like it, it was crazy <laughs> the you know Oh, that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then the last thing was actually getting to meet um, Vintex, going to his wedding. I know we've had him on the podcast before, but he, and you know, with ever, never meeting in person, he invited me and my family to go to his wedding. And we went to his wedding cross country and it was really great. And uh, his wife is amazing. His stepson's really fun. And we got to do medieval times with him. We went to the wedding. And then we also did trick-or-treating with his family. And so just weird, wonderful things that happen. For listeners who don't know, who's Vintex? Uh, Vintex is a uh, YouTuber. Um, It's very interesting. Uh, At the start of the pandemic, um, Amelia or Lee, sorry, Lee was um, going through her, I'm 13 and I'm a teenager and I hate everything. (laughs) And um, at the same time, we're in lockdown COVID. And so I have this angsty, angry teenager. And um, I just found him on YouTube because a friend of mine uh, suggested a video game called um, Phasmophobia said that I would love to play it and I was trying to figure out the controls and so I looked it up on YouTube and I came across him and he was very interesting to watch and we've watched him as a family ever since and now we're friends and it's really nice it's 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 a weird thing you don't normally become friends with people you watch on YouTube and so mm-hmm. my life is weird and happy and wonderful so there you go there's there's my stuff Brian thanks for uh you know circling back to me well you know the vision can get clouded from atmospheric effect from being this high up i know try not to lose consciousness (laughs) um so since you know we had a long game at the beginning and we had um basically covered the entire topic in one question i never make plans for new year's myself because I have dogs and have to do the whole preventing PTSD thing. Does anybody here, is anybody here doing anything tonight? Nope, I don't get invited to stuff. I am. I am uh, spending time with some of my favorite people in the whole world, my in-laws. Oh, nice. Cool. Is that, are are you being legit or sarcastic? Yeah. No, I love them. Okay. Oh, they're great people. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not being sarcastic. I know. Most people say that. They're like, yay, my in-laws. No, I (laughs) 
I love my in-laws. They were that's awesome. People. I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you get along with them. That's great. Yeah. I, I. I mean, yeah. That that stereotype of like, oh, the in-laws. I mean, some people have that, but I think I actually think most people actually get along with their in-laws. Kind of maybe. I don't that's know. That's not been my experience. Has maybe. <laughs> you know what? There needs to be. There needs to be a consent like a census on this we'll ask all the married couples in america do you get along with your in-laws and there and we could do a census on this <laughs> yeah no i uh my mother-in-law carol and my father-in-law dan are some of the most kindest giving just they're just really wholesome wonderful people and i very much enjoy being with them and being around them um it's a very different environment than i grew up in where you know people fought a lot they don't really fight like they tease each other i guess but that's like the closest it gets to it and um it's just really relaxing to be around them so um it was funny last year we didn't do anything of course like the last two years for new year's like didn't go anywhere right you know covid and um this year Chris and I were talking and we like to watch um, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. Are you guys familiar? Mm -hmm. So they do a New Year's Eve thing. And it's really funny because Anderson Cooper doesn't really drink and Andy Cohen does. And he gets him drunk on television every New Year's. Uh, I think they put a limit to the drinking this year. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's hilarious to watch two because they're best friends, two best friends host a New Year's show and get drunk. And I think it's personally my favorite thing to watch. I don't know why they put a limit on it, but whatever, let them do what they're going to do. And so Chris and I were talking about it and we don't have regular TV. Um, Last year, I paid like $30 to Hulu to have live TV or something like that for one night because we really wanted to watch it. So um, he was like, well, I wonder what my parents are doing. They have CNN. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I called and Dan was like, well, we're going to do what we do every year and we're going to sit and try to stay awake and watch the ball drop. We may not succeed. And I was like, hey, that's what we're going to do. Why don't we do it together? (laughs) That's cute. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the CNN because the Ario Speedwagon is actually supposed to perform and I'm a big Ario Speedwagon classic rock dance. I'm like, I'm looking forward to this. They still have it because I've seen mm-hmm. some clips from their current tour that they've been on and they still got it. Good. That's that'll be fun. That'll be exciting. So uh, we're going to go watch CNN. And we're going to, uh, my mother-in-law is going to teach me how to bake uh, this delicious uh, vegetable uh, tort that she made for Christmas that I just cannot get enough of. So we're going to make some torts and probably cookies and watch the ball drop. Oh, that sounds like an awesome time. Sounds great. Enjoy. Really I'm Have just fun. like, going to hang out with my that's in-laws. That's not boring. That's, that's not fun. boring. That's, that's yeah, magical. Sounds that sounds magical. Yep. <laughs> Um. Anybody else up there? Well, okay. I might be going to a party tonight. We're gonna see. It depends on things with the kids and if somebody will watch them. Um. So maybe I'll go to a party. I mean, I might just go to the party after the kids go to sleep. But but the thing I wanted to share is instead of like, oh, this party I might go to. There's a thing I want you all to look out for next year. Okay. So this year there was the biggest like trans survey done in America. Um, They got like over a hundred thousand participants to answer different questions about basically it's questions of like what it's like to be trans in America. And like, they got answers from like all the different States. Uh, They asked the questions like, Hey, did you get any surgeries done? Um, Did 
did you find improvements of your um your quality of life after the surgeries uh, are you on hrt blah 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 and they, so they just ask all these questions um so and they are, should be publishing the results like towards the like fallish winterish time of 2023 um so you know keep an eye out for that this will be probably the biggest collection of knowledge about uh trans people in america and what their life is like so this is this is going to be a pretty big thing for us uh so yeah keep an eye out for that um i was one of the participants so yeah that'll be really fun but hopefully tonight party time uh i don't drink often i don't drink often so maybe i'll actually drink i will have a virtual uh, new year's party with my swedish friends oh nice swedish friends three o'clock in the afternoon here my time so 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 there will be kind of two new years for me so (laughs) that sounds like one virtual and one real nine hours left after so yep we're gonna take the dog to the nature the off-leash nature park after Mm -hmm. the podcast so do some day stuff but no night plans and we'll probably Go to bed at the normal time, and I will sit up and work, and and, and maybe chat with some people or something, like that and and just watch something and and just doodle and and take it easy. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, my husband works um for an alcohol distributor, and we don't actually drink very much, just for record. Um, but they gave um they gave them as a gift. Uh, I think it was for Christmas. These uh very nice uh bottles of Italian prosecco. So Ooh, they're like nice. I don't even know what prosecco. that is. Yeah, it's just like a sparkling wine. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm Sounds very, awesome. very yep. excited to drink this. I don't know if it'll be good or not, but I haven't had oh, it's Italian. Italian. It will be good, believe me. Yep. <laughs> but very exciting. If it's Italian and food re- related, it's usually yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier, but I need to share it. Oh. Okay. Okay. So Go speaking of alcohol, um, I had Jameson for the first time because I did research and found out that I can have it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, so we can. For yeah, people you can who do don't scotch, know, I think. I have celiac and I in the past had had bad reactions to whiskey and scotch and stuff. But apparently the really good stuff is filtered enough that it's fine. So I can honestly say it was really good. I mean, I had bad whiskey memories from my early 20s from before I knew I had celiac because I only had crap and it tasted bad. But this was good. It was really good. I I got made fun of for the way I drank alcohol, as I always do. How do you drink it? Um, I pour half a shot into a glass and then I sip it for about an hour. And then I, I mean, do another half a shot sensible. and then I sip it. I mean, I thought he was going to say what, very sensible. Yeah. I thought very he was going to say with your mouth, Bert. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's I thought you that's. Was- <laughs> yeah, that that's a kind of that's a pretty normal way to drink whiskey. Actually, I think that's yeah. the way you're supposed to drink whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're not supposed to chug a lug. It's exactly. Don't just enjoy. Yeah. I I well, like I. For, so as far as spirits go, I like neat drinks. Um, I I had two alcohol experiences. We don't drink that often, but we went to a um. There's a nice restaurant in Portland. It's called Mestizo. It's a dedicated gluten-free Latino fusion restaurant, and they're amazing because we get to have things like fried oysters, which we just can't have normally. Um, but they have a so um, my work gave me a gift card uh, for the holidays, and we decided to go out to dinner that night and had this fantastic meal. We both had we had two appetizers and entrees, and um, we had dessert, but we also did cocktails, which we don't normally do. And um, they have a bespoke cocktail there 
It's called The New to You. And the bartender comes up and interviews you and then goes back and makes a drink. And um, I don't know what it was called or what was in it, but it was very good. <laughs> it was Super Vegan Brian. Yeah, I, well, it was, I think if I was going yeah. to describe it, it was a, a form of a martini made with mezcal. I don't know what the mm. martini alternative that has the twist of lemon zest in it is called, but it was like that, but it was made with mezcal. And it I've was never amazing. had a martini. Yeah, I've never had oh, a martini. I, I've I actually like never had gin. I've never tried gin in general. Um, I've I've only had gin martinis a few times. I prefer vodka martinis. Um, this was a it was it it was a vermouth. I love gin. Gin is one of my favorites. This was a, a drink that. Sorry. The the thing that was in common with a martini is it had vermouth. It was vermouth and mezcal, and it was it was absolutely it was really really good. It was the second time I'd done the bespoke drink there, and the first time they made me a variation of a Vespa, and it was really good. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad it was good. I've never had those. I mean, it does sound like it'd be really good. Um, um, I'm I'm a I'm a neat drink kind of person. I like spirit. Same. I like the taste of spirits. So yeah, I um martinis. Uh, you should try a martini then. If you like neat drinks, Stolas, uh, try a martini. Martinis are good. Um, See, normally what I do is um, when I do drink, which is pretty rare, is all like like I said earlier, I like scotch. And what I do is I put my scotch in like my nice fancy crystal glass. I do the whole hoity-toity thing of like I swirl it, I sniff it, I taste it. <laughs> I do the whole like dumb hoity-toity thing, but I enjoy the I enjoy the whole the whole process. If you're a Scotch fan, you'd probably hey, that's prefer... That's not dumb. That's the way you drink Scotch. Yeah. If you're a Scotch fan, you'd probably prefer gin martinis over vodka. Yeah, I don't like gin, but I do like Scotch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... didn't like gin until I had really good gin. Mm. One of my favorite martinis is Tito's. Tito's is good. Oh, we had that good gin at that speakeasy in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's good gin out there, mm. so I... I think gin is a very underrated alcohol. You have to drink it. You know, you can't just, it's so hard to explain, but it's really See, good. I've always heard gin taste like a tree. So yeah, it tastes like sure. a freaking pine tree. I <laughs> no, thanks. I don't okay. think you've had good gin. You're probably right. <laughs> and for yeah. record, Brian, I think I think to your point, one of the things is when you're in like your 20s, like you drink to get drunk, right? Like you want to party and have right. Fun. I so think you're just you pounding get, it. Yeah, and I think as you get older, you're like, I don't want to drink unless it tastes good, and that's when you start buying like the more expensive, nicely filtered, like really good stuff, which you probably couldn't afford in your 20s anyway. I couldn't. I'll tell you that I could not afford that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, who could? Yeah. So as you get older, it's I think you get more particular about you know if you're gonna drink, you're gonna drink something good. So you know to make this even more nerdy, the reason why I got into martinis is because I thought the glasses were cool. Ah. <laughs> I mean, they are cool glasses. <laughs> they are cool. I collected them for a while. You uh, know what I like? I like wine glasses. Because I, I do think that they look pretty nice. But I now that I got diagnosed with gout, I can't have wine. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Stola. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, if we're going to have yeah. any time for bonus episode, um, we have to end topic and say, um, Anna, first, do you have anything to promote? And how can people find you online, find your content? They can find me at AnnaBMeyer.com. And, and that's where they, that's kind of my, my website where they can download a bunch of maps and, and stuff. And there will be all my Patreon blog articles are linked to my website as well. Otherwise, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Anna B. Meyer. 
and find primarily my Greyhawk maps and stuff. The rest, Cobalt Press has a, a bunch of, of has a map site where my Midgard maps are and stuff. So and there will be a merch store next year coming this spring with some stuff and so on. So that's in the works. And and I'm going to start mapping some really really good or big Greyhawk projects soon. So my new computer is going to be test tested thoroughly. So yeah, cool. So I'm looking forward to that. What about you, Holly? Well, you can find me as one part of the Five-ish Fangirls. Our website is the5ishfangirls.com, which has all our links. You can find me personally at hollymac underscore 79 on Instagram and Twitter. And I am on Hive at hollymac79. Awesome. Well, we we had our open call for patrons 2022 Electric Boogaloo year in review and some weird and wonderful things indeed um i have been super vegan brian i was joined by chrissy smart parker hi david ninja turtle the third uh goodbye nurse (laughs) and stolas hi everyone i love you have a great new year's and um joined by the wonderful holly mac and adam meyer thanks for having me yeah thanks thanks for being here Uh, this has been fantastic always a pleasure in spirit by my cockroft who who was on call and didn't know (laughs) if he'd be able to make it so um this was nerd podcast radio stay nerdy that this was nerd podcast radio stay nerdy stay informed and stay awesome Stay awesome. Awesome. Happy Happy New Year's, everybody. Yep. Happy Happy New New Year's.